hello, hello, and welcome to the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpomu Glani, and I'm joined by Tim Dale-Lace. We are back with our In Conversation series to lead you into the domestic season. We've got a very lovely guest we're going to be talking about um, today. But before you do anything else, remember One World Sports uh, Radio will be broadcasting the Sri Lanka series next week. So please do make sure that you have... Um, subscribed or liked, um, as well as not- clicked on that notification bell so that you could get uh, information when we do go live for those games. Uh, the protests are in Sri Lanka. And also we'll be broadcasting the SA women's team in the Caribbean. The times are similar to the men's time, so very normal 8 p.m. time slots and 4 p.m. for the ODIs. So that's going to be quite an- intriguing and interesting to see how the women's team prepare for their own World Cup going into New Zealand next year in March uh, Tim, how are you doing, my man? It's been two days. Uh, I, I, I'm doing, uh, doing really good. Um, I don't know if, if anyone else saw that I tweeted earlier today that we have a guest who was with Craig Govender, who we interviewed a few weeks ago in the Caribbean. So um, without further yes. ado, we have yes. Saul Elvia. Yes, we do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hi, Sarah. Welcome. Hello, guys. Uh, hello, hello. Quota podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me on your show. Nice, nice to see some, put some uh, names to faces. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really good. Yeah, Tim's the guy. Um, for those who don't know, if you didn't know and you're living under a rock, Sarah Avi had a really good season last year, scored uh, 569 runs. In, uh, in the four-day series, he was the seventh highest run scorer and his runs got him into um, uh, the Proteus squad that traveled, well, that played against Sri Lanka, Pakistan, as well as uh, got him to the Caribbean, which is probably one of the best holiday Sarl's ever been on, but we'll ask him about that. Um, Sarl, we'll ask all our guests here, how did the cricketing, how did your cricketing journey start? Where did it, was it a bug? What, how did you get into the game? Sure. Um, yeah, it just started at primary school, I guess. Uh, you obviously get to choose some summer sports. And, and uh, I just, I think I picked, you know, let's try smash this thing as far as you can. Um, ended up playing, uh, back in the day, it was called Baker's Mini Cricket. I know it's KFC Mini Cricket at the moment. Um, but yeah, you, you play Baker's Mini Cricket. You're on a big field uh, with all your mates. And you whack the ball and you, there's no boundaries. So you, you just run. And then... I think I enjoyed that. Everyone gets a chance to bat. Everyone gets a chance to bowl. So that's where my journey started. And um, that's where the love of the game um, started for me. And um, what, once you had, had, had got that, that, um, that love of the game, where did the progression start? When did you realize, okay, this is not just a bit of fun. I can actually make serious go at this i could this can actually be a professional i can take this professionally and 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 take this to the next level when did that start to happen for you yeah i think during my school years um i I was playing first team cricket uh high school uh quite early on in my in my high school career from about grade seven uh, sorry grade nine um grade nine grade 10 grade 11 obviously and then grade 12. So I kind of had a feeling that, um, you know, this is something I could pursue after, after school. So, uh, you know, I put in a bit of work and a bit of focus into it during school and then kind of left school. And a lot of people do gap years, then they go to varsity. Um, I tried to come to the, well, I came to the Dolphins Academy and thought that, you know, this is how I'm going to progress my career. And kind of went by the wayside, fell to the wayside, went to varsity college and just kind of, yeah, I just got caught up um you know, in off-field, off-field um, goodies, should I say. And, um, yeah, cricket didn't really work out for me. But came back to Maritzburg, um, stayed with my parents for a year or two. And, um, yeah, got into the inland side and was really doing nicely. I'd really started then kind of putting focus into my cricket. Um, you know, I just felt like I was wasting a talent um, and all the hard work I'd done the years before, uh, you know, at school and at the Dolphins Academy. And when I started reaping some rewards from all this hard work and actually dedicating myself to cricket, um, yeah, I, I started I started reaping rewards. And, and that's where I was like, you know what, this can actually take me a bit further than just playing for inland 
um, or, or just trying to play for the Dolphins. I actually then started setting goals of, you know, one day you want to play for South Africa no matter what. So, yeah, I suppose having some one or two faults after school, um, you know, you, you learn and, um, yeah, that's probably where I thought, you know, um, if I work hard and I, and I see some benefits or, or I see some rewards that, you know, it is cricket is actually then a game for me. Okay. Um, I read somewhere that you played in, uh, I think, in the in the Surrey leagues, uh, cricket leagues, for some time. Um, how was your experience um, playing up there, and what did like what did you learn playing in in, in that different environment um, compared to obviously being in in in, KZN? in, in South Africa? Yeah. Mm. Um, so I went and played for um, Weybridge Cricket Club in the Surrey Premier League. Um, and I mean, since the day I got there, I was like, this is, you know, this, uh, I, I love this place. It, everything was just very homey. It wasn't, it, you know, the clubhouse isn't massive. It's not a, it's not a very, um, fancy clubhouse. I mean, I mean, we play on a, on a, um, what do, what do they call it? Like a public park, you know, it's not owned by the, by the club. Mm. So there's a, there's a road around the, around the ground. People during the week can have picnics on the field and, you know, but we're a Premier League side and it's strong cricket. Um, so it just felt very, especially if you've played club cricket in Maritzburg um, or in certain parts of Durban, um, it's it's very rustic, if I can call it that. So it felt very homey to me. Um, yeah, and, and I loved the experience there. The people were so good to me. And I think the big thing for, and especially, I suppose, every youngster that goes abroad is just kind of like, you learn things about yourself because you, you're in a... You're in an environment where you, you're not in a comfort environment. You're not in a comfort uh, zone. You, you've got to grow up very quickly. You've got to look after yourself. You've got to buy your own food, cook your own food, do your own washing, <laughs> uh, pay your own bills. You know, it's So you grow up very, very quickly. Um, so you start learning you know, um, mental mental aspects of yourself that you, you didn't think you had because um, you don't have a choice. It's, it's just you, you've, got to, you've got to do certain things. So I think growing up and, and just... Um, just showing a, a bit, having a bit of independence, um, I think was very good for me uh, that side. And I started making really good friends um, off the field. So, you, you know, everything can obviously for us as cricketers is just about cricket. But um, you know, there's obviously a life after cricket and away from the cricket field. And I think I, I experienced that quite quite well. And I was fortunate to experience life um, off the cricket field um, as nicely or as well as I did. And yeah, I think it just it just made me grow up very very quickly and, and realize that you know it's not just all about cricket and you know, what your name is and and you know what comes with cricket. It's you know there's life away from the cricket field and yeah you you, you grow up quickly. <laughs> That's true. I I did some commentary for the Gorilla Cricket UK guys when South Africa was playing uh, England straight after the back end of 2020, and guys kept on asking about you because. They heard of your stories. You're a legend in in those Surrey okay. leagues. I'm like, how far is Sarrel from this SAT? And I was like, well, not that far. But yeah, yeah. No, I've heard some great things about you. Great stories. Yeah, I've made some good friends over there. I mean, there, I'm, I'm, there's probably guys that I've forgotten their names, but if I see them in the streets, you know, um, I like you know I like venturing into London and all the different like little villages around. So, you know, I won't I'll forget people's names, but if I see their face, I'll go and over and greet them mm. and. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I've got such good <laughs> memories there and I'm hoping to go back hopefully next year, April again. So we'll, we'll see, what, see what happens. Awesome. Awesome. Hopefully we won't be on the red list by then. <laughs> yes, well, that's, who knows? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, if we've had the vaccine, uh, surely, come on. Get us I was going to say, I was, was going to say. Yeah. Um, just, just to go back, back on on your time in Surrey, I had a look at a few school few school cards, particularly in that last season that you were there. Um, you played against people like Ollie Pope, um, who's now you know a, a, a feature on the England side. So if if you compare it to the sort of the club system over here and over there, it's 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 a lot stronger, isn't it? Because you you get those sorts of guys who do play the odd game here and there. Um, to, get, to get back to fitness, or or for whatever reason, the standard is, is a good standard of cricket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we 
playing over there is obviously a lot different. Their club structure is a lot different than ours. Um, and they put a lot of focus into their club structure. So whenever the Surrey guys weren't playing over the weekend or they didn't have a game three days or two days after a, a Saturday, they would actually come out and play club cricket, which actually strengthens your club system quite nicely. So I think that's something... Um, something we can do better in South Africa. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure in, or should I say in, in Durban, I just know of Durban or KZN, mm. Maritzburg, um, where guys are very reluctant to go and play club cricket on a Sunday because, I don't know, it's club cricket for guys, which is which is wrong because, I mean, that's the, that's your feeder system. That's where, you know, that's where we, that's where we were playing. So we, we need to go and give back and, and try to help the younger kids. I mean, imagine batting for, even if it's five overs with a, with a youngster. Um, or an mm. inexperienced um, first-class guy. I mean, that's that gain, he, he'll gain so much more experience doing that. So, they, I mean, they 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 do it right um, over there in terms of getting guys to go and play club cricket when they are available. So, to play against the the likes of Oli when he was, I think he was still at school. I, I, I think I could be wrong. Um, guys like uh, there's there's loads of of Surrey players. Um, you know, Jason, very good friend of mine. Um, we played, I think we played two games against each other. Um, yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of guys. So um, I think we we could be better uh, doing that as, as professional cricketers, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's something that we're trying to fix with this new provincial structure, but we will get mm. there. Um, looking at, I think, your career, would you say that you are... Uh, a white ball, more more inclined to white ball cricket or more red ball specialist? Because if I look at sure. your career, it feels like there's like a, a a chasm and it started like last season when all of a sudden Sarl, the red ball player that we've all been waiting for, has come 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 to the fore. But which, do you prefer one or is it just the way it, it worked? It's it's very interesting. I, I, I often get this question. And, um, you know, when I first... When I first started playing um, for the Dolphins, um, it was, I obviously started in with Red Bull cricket, and I would I, I did I did okay, like, but I was still trying to kind of find my feet on on how to construct an innings in Red Bull cricket because um, it's actually it's it's a lot harder than people think it is. People just think, okay, go out there and leave the wide one, hit the straight one, hit the bad ball, leave the good balls type of thing. But it's it's there's a lot more technical work and. A lot more thinking that goes behind red ball cricket. Whereas mm. white ball, um, white ball cricket, go out there, see ball, hit ball, run hard between the wickets. You know, it's in, it's intense, and you you just you just on the go the whole time. And I actually, if we look at if we if we look at my because um, we're talking about stats now, if we look mm-hmm. at my white ball um, momentum one day cup stats, they actually they're, they're actually quite good. Um, well, they are. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be arrogant or anything, but they're actually quite good. Um, it's my it's my amateur stats that actually make makes my all round stats not mm. look so good, um, which is very interesting. But um, so for me, I started off really enjoying um, white ball cricket. Uh, at, you know, at the Dolphins in momentum one day cup cricket and 2020 cricket. Like I just felt I could just express myself and just be me, just whack the ball. Um, you know, play all these extravagant shots, and you know, I just wanted to express myself. So it was, it was brilliant. But I think over the years, I'd, I'd probably say over the last twenty-four months, I've kind of, I've really, uh, I think I've grown, grown into Red Bull cricket. I've kind of found the process. Um, I've worked really hard at it, um, so I'm, in, I'm enjoying that process. Um, so at the moment, um, and I suppose I probably have to say this because I'm in a test squad. Or oh, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning towards. I'm re- leaning towards a Red Bull, Red Bull cricket. So, um, yeah, let's let's say that. Um, I must say, what one day cricket's not very far behind. Let's let's go fifty-one forty-nine Red Bull cricket. Fifty-one forty-nine. I'm with you. Yeah. There. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. That's good. That's all good. I'm happy with that. Okay. Uh, so let's let's talk about that that protest call up. What, where did it happen? How did it happen? When did you get, you know, get that call up? What were your Sorry, emotions? I think I've just lost you guys there. Um, yeah. Sorry, um, just, he just, uh, Tim was just asking about your protest call up. 
Um, where were you when you received the news that you made it into the into protest team? Oh, sorry, it's just a bit. Uh, sorry. Okay, I think I, you just wanted to know where I was when I received the caller. Sorry, it was yes, just a bit yes. Yeah. yes. Um. Yeah. So the first, the first time I was actually, um, we had a day off on the Friday. I think it was a Friday. Um, we had a, we were given the day off. It has been quite a tough week. Um. So I decided my dad just had a shoulder replacement operation in Peter Maritzburg. So I decided I said to my my fiance, I'm going to actually drive through, go see my parents. I haven't seen them in a while. Let me just go spend the day with them. And um, got there early morning and my dad's like, well, I'm just on my way to um, some physio. So I was like, okay, well, get in the car. I'll take you quickly and at least I can spend some time with you. Otherwise, I'm going to have to sit here and wait and wait and wait. And So anyway, I drove him there and we just started chatting cricket and started actually talking about this test series. Sri Lanka's coming here. You know, it's quite exciting. Bit of international cricket again in South Africa. Um, and yeah, halfway through a session, I was sitting there just scrolling through Twitter and, um, I looked, there was a, 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 a press release or, um, Cricket South Africa released the squad. So I kind of was like, okay, well, let me see who's made it. Obviously the, the normals from our, 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 mm. uh, our team cash. Um, and we're obviously expecting, uh, Keegan, um, to be in that, in that squad. So, um, yeah, I just kind of scroll, try to look through. And then at the bottom, I was like, no way. Is that me? So I was very shocked. <laughs> I was, I was, I, I, honestly, I was blown away. I, I could not believe it. Um, so I actually jumped up and I tried to show my dad without, like, making any, like, racket in the, in the practice or anything. Like, anyway, I just showed him. I don't know, actually, if he saw because he just kind of, like, frowned and then kind of looked at the lady and, like, they kept doing their thing. So I ran outside. Phone my mom, phone my my fiance, my gran, um, yeah, all the family family first. Which and it was quite it was quite an emotional phone call to them, to be honest. Um, I think they know they're the closest people that have known what I've gone through over the last eighteen months or so. Um, it's been a very roller coaster ride off the field. So yeah, for them it was uh, probably more um, more exciting or more um, probably a happier moment for them. Uh, so that that's an awesome. amazing story. Awesome. That's really good to hear. Uh, well, I wasn't surprised after you put the lines to the sword with that 199. I was I was like, okay, well, it's it's about time, and you yeah. cannot ignore such a very good score. Um, speaking about that, let's actually talk about that. So that that 199, you were it was the first game of the season. What was going through your mind, like when you got past the? Uh, well, like, what was it when you realized that actually, no, I could put this team to bed? Sure. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I'm, I'm supposed you can speak to um, any batsman. That first game of the season's a, a, a nervy one because you do all the hard work in the off season, and all you want to do is you just want to get off the mark and just kind of settle into your innings. Um, and I actually I got off to quite a quite a, a good start, quite a flying start. And um, I think, from what I can remember, I played I think I played a reverse sweep off uh, Panky, and I was just like, you know, today's the day. Today I'm I'm gonna make sure I get a big one. I don't know what it was about that shot, um, but I was just like, um, today's the day. Like it, I don't know, something was just in my head. I'll, I'll remember that for a very long time. Um, and yeah, when I got to a hundred, uh, you know, it was. It was, uh, I was probably relieved to get there, but also um, I think I had a little celebration. It wasn't anything over the top because I knew that, you know, we had a job to do. And then, they, you know, the, the, the Lions were a very strong side. They were the, um, the four-day trophy holders mm. and, you know, with a lot of South African players on their side. So, you you know, you want to make a statement, especially with the, us as the Dolphins at home, spinning conditions. Um, you know, if you wanted to really, really um, set the tone and send a message to the, the other side. So, for me as an opener and a guy that was in that position to be able to, you know, lead the team to, to that position, um, I, I made sure I, I, I dug in and I did what I had to do to get our side to a, a good position. Awesome. Awesome. You talk, you talk, um, a lot about the Dolphins and a lot about um, 
how happy you are to serve the last sort of uh, 24 months. Tell, tell us what it's like to work with um, Imran Khan as a coach. Um, I've, I, I've interviewed him on, on a diff, different uh, broadcast. Uh, I find him quite be a, a sort of a very engaging um, individual. So just tell us, tell us about him and, and the way he goes about things with, with you guys at the Dolphins. Yo, Imran, I mean, I, I first got to play with him, um, you know, at the Dolphins, actually. I actually started opening the batting with him. Um, so I got to know him quite well. And he's a, yeah, he's just he's just one of those those good human beings. Um, you know, I don't think he has a bad bone in his body, to be very honest. And um, he's such a calming, a calming person. He's just got a calm nature. Nothing flusters him. It's, it's incredible. Um so yeah, to work with him, I mean, he's he's so knowledgeable. It's ridiculous. Um, the cricketer Imran Khan that I know, and then our coach uh, Imran Khan, it's like it's two completely different people. It's incredible. Um, and a lot of guys that have played with me and 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 now see him as a coach will understand what I'm saying. Um, but he's yeah, he's a good guy. He's like I said, very knowledgeable, um, and he's he's such an easy guy to speak to. Uh, you know about batting and about cricket and. Um, you kind of sit back and you just listen to what he says and you go, wow, like, I think you retired it way too early. Um, <laughs> but as a coach, he's doing incredible things. He knows he knows what makes people tick, uh, you know, the Dolphins players. Um, and he, he just knows what we need as a side. Um, you know, not just each individual, but what, what type of brand we can play as a side, you know. Every, every side has their different brand, but he just knows everyone so well. Um, that he understands what brand we need, um, you know, at the Dolphins to succeed. And I mean, his record speaks for itself. To be very honest, um, you know, he's busy. He's busy rebuilding a, a um, you know, squad. Every you know, every year he's getting new faces. So um, yeah, it's exciting for him. And I, I think, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think we're going to see him in the franchise circuit for much longer. To be honest, uh, I'd like to see him for at least another year or two. Um, but I think he's, I think he's wasted at franchise level. To be very honest, yeah, he's, uh, when, I, he's... when I spoke to him, that was my concern. I said, "This, this guy is, this guy is on a different level." He spoke yeah. so, I was so impressed with him when I when I interviewed him. Um, yeah, it was, it was. As I say, I, I, I agree. I think in a couple of years down the line, he's going to be flying the roost somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefully, in South yeah. Africa. Yes. Hopefully it's South Africa. Yes. Yes, or yes. for South Africa. Well, he yes. did go to he did go to Pakistan as part of yes. um that coaching side team there for the limited overs team, which I thought was really good. Um yeah. very good exposure. Speaking about your yeah, it, it it is, and, and that's what you need. And and um even the players in the franchise circuit require that. Um speaking about that that exposure, so you arrive in the protest camp. What was your thoughts when you arrived? Sure, my first tour, I was very, um, I was, I was very nervous. Um, it's a, it's, you know, it's a national side. You, you're always reading about them. You're always seeing pictures. You, you're in the stands watching them, um, or you're watching their bus drive past. You know, on the way to the ground, or you see them at training sessions, or you're bowling to them as youngsters. So it was, I was, I was, I was, I was very, very nervous, and. Um, my first, yeah, you know, my first little interaction um, with Sri Lanka. I, I just tried to, I kind of just, I just stayed um, very quiet. I observed from from a bit of a distance, just try to kind of, kind of get a feel of, of certain personalities, the the people that I'll be, you know, sharing a change room with, and and just spending most of my days with um, being in a bubble. So, yeah, I just try to kind of see what makes certain. people people take who, who can you have a little joke with who can you be serious with um you know who's approachable who's a bit um drawn back or, or you know just reserved should i say um so but it was i think i went about it the right way because you know the the next trip i was a bit more you know i then figured out okay this is a guy i can go and speak to or this is a guy i can have a laugh with this is a guy i can have a drink with um different conversations i can have with different guys um you know, and by the by the third trip, um, yeah, it was just. I think we you're so comfortable with everyone. You can do anything with everyone. Um, you know, that bunch, great bunch of guys in that group, and um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful that I, I got to experience those three trips. Um, you know, I learned things that I, I don't think I've, I've ever thought of. Um, yeah, at franchise cricket or, or an amateur cricket or that ever, anyone's ever told me. Um, so yeah, first trip, very nervous, but came out my shell as, as the trips, trips went on. I think, I think you hopefully, yeah, sorry, hopefully more to come. More. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm holding plans. I've just got to, he's got to keep scoring runs and uh, good things will happen. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, Obviously, your father's had a big influence on your career. Um, and I've read, read elsewhere that you said, you said that, that that was the case. Was there anybody else in your career that, that had a, uh, a similar influence on, on your career? Uh, either as a, a coach or, or player or somebody else within your career that's been um, influential? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you mentioned my dad. Um, I think he's... Yeah, I was very fortunate that he had played um, well back in the day. I don't think it was as professional as it is now. Rugby for for, for Natal, so he kind of he made mistakes and he tried to teach me not to make the same mistakes. Uh, um, and yeah, I just try to instill the discipline that you, that you needed to to make it in uh, in a career in sport or, or career off the field, wherever it may be. Um, and then I was very fortunate fortunate enough to you know throughout the uh, uh, times in my life or phases in my career I had different people you know that were very influential but um, I mean to this day I still um, you know I, I think I owe Grant Morgan and, and Shane Berger uh, a, a hell of a lot they, they were very influential such good people that they kind of like just understood what, what made me tick and um, how they could get the best out of me you know a lot of people are just like aggressive like to do this, do that, um, but it was more a case of okay, well, we're gonna sit down. Like, how do you want to go about things? Um, and we feel like if you try this, it could work, if it doesn't, let's try something else. Like, um, yeah, they were very they communicated a lot, um, and they gave me opportunities where you know, coaches in the past uh, never gave me opportunities. They would, they, I mean, Morgs was the first one to say, Listen, um, I think I think you can open the batting, I think your technique's good enough. Um, and you've got all the shots in the book, so there's an opportunity. Um, you, you might as well give it a go. And yeah, I agreed to do it, and it paid off nicely. And he, he spent a lot of time um, uh, proving my technique against a brand new red ball, which is, which is tough. Um, so yeah, oh, him, and, him and Shane, Shane also very influential. Um, you know, and I try to stay in touch with him um, as much as I can. It's obviously not. As much as I'd like to, but they, they've obviously got to deal up as well. Morton um, PE, Shane in Scotland. So, yeah, they very they were very influential. And then I've obviously had people, like I said, different stages in my career um, that I played with. Like, Imi was very good. Um, uh, Iman Divan from Drake, as opening batters, they came and actually played for Inland. And they were, because I decided, okay, um, we're going to open the batting, they, they kind of, they kind of, kind of, um, how to be an opening batter and how to think of an opening batter. So, yeah, I owe them a, a, a lot too. And then, obviously, more Nathan Baker, his brother, older brother, mm. um, who I still go and see now. Um, he's at St. Charles College. Um, I go and see now, and we talk cricket, and he helps me with one or two things because he's now, so he, he's involved with a bit of power hitting, teaching guys how to power hit, uh, you know, 2020 20 figures, becoming massive now. So, yeah, often I'll pop down there and just see if he can help me clear the ropes. It's just a little bit further than I can at the moment. <laughs> and, uh, do you give some tips to the to, to the first team there while you're there? Yeah, I've actually every time I go there, um, the um, master in charge of sports, Rowan Irons, and yeah, he gets me down to down to their nets or or gets them to come and have a look how I'm training in their indoor centre, um, and then you just chat to guys. Um, one guy that I really got along with very well um, from from the first team at St. Charles um, is actually Wesley. I'm gonna have to, I, I can't remember. I can't pronounce his surname correctly. Clintiano. Uh, but he's the he's the or, he's the all rounder that mm -hmm. plays for Zimbabwe. Oh 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 oh! oh. oh. I think it's Wesley Madzavere. Madzavere, yes. 
Yes, um, yes, yes. And he was such a kind guy. Every time I came in, saw 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 the guys at St. Charles. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And I'm like, I'm not sir. I'm Victor. I'm not much older than you guys, please. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, he was always one um, that was asking questions and wanted to learn and get better. So, so it's nice to see him doing very nice now on the international circuit. Yeah, I know that that is that is very true. I think he's he's one of the bright lights in Zimbabwe, which is quite exciting. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking about the new season, you mentioned that obviously Imran Khan's got um, new has got new players um, to 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 deal with. I'm trying to sort out my. Um, I think the cracking's on my end, but um, how's the team shaping up for this new season? Yeah, listen, we've done it. We've done a lot of work um the new guys i think have got a bit of a shock to the system actually how hard uh, us durban guys work because people think of us durban guys are so laid back and we're at the beach and we we're only five minutes away from the ground and everything's chilled um but our strength and conditioning coach of uh he's, he's shocked their systems quite nicely um so the guys if you the guys are fitting in nicely and the guys are Training really, really hard. Obviously, we had that, those two weeks of, of the of the looting that that disrupted our our um, our preparation um, or preseason. But um, the guys, me putting extra yards in. Uh, I mean, if I, if I talk about this week, we've been given a week off, and, and I've gone in um, to do some rehab work in that. And the guys are in there, uh, gymming. The guys are in their fitness. The bowlers are in the net, bowling a, a couple of overs, and they don't need to be there on a, on the off weeks. So um, it's really good to see that the, the work rate um, is there uh, from the new guys. And you know, like I said, they're putting, in, they're putting in beautifully. So it's exciting. It's very exciting uh, times for, I think, for cricket in, in South Africa in terms of its new structure and players that have moved around. Um, so it's, to have these guys putting in beautifully at the moment, uh, you know, it's exciting for us as the Dolphins. Uh, you know, we need to get them on the field and let's, let's produce some results. Captain say, let's get them onto the field. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Jason Smith, and I, I'm actually delighted that he's, he's made the move up to you guys. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what Imi can do with him. Um, I'm just hoping that he's going to focus on his batting. Um, but uh, just, just, just moving forward, um, do you have any particular goals um, in line for the season? The, the Dolphins, have you got a have you got a, a goal in mind that you want, want to achieve? Any, any milestones around the corner that you want to, want, to, want to hit? Me, me personally, or the Dolphins? Yes, or no, you, you personally. You have you got? What yeah. are your goals for the uh, season? Personally, yeah, personally, I just want to be as consistent as possible. Um, I, I just had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Imran this week, and no, that's one of the things we, we want to have like a real breakout season. Like I've been consistently doing uh, just nicely, you know, I've, I've been, I've been helping the team nicely, but we want to really like, okay, sure. This, this guy's actually doing double what everyone else is doing. Well, okay. I'll say double, but not really, but uh, um, he's just doing a, it's, it's been like a, an outstanding season. You know, a lot of people say, okay, he's got 200s or 300s. He's had an outstanding season. I think we want to we want to up the ante a bit um, by being a bit more consistent in in how many runs we're going to score or, or how many um, milestones we're going to reach. Um, and yeah, just I think just keep being consistent as possible in in white ball format. I've, like I've, I think I've been very consistent in white ball cricket, um, but red ball cricket has kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster ride. And I think all the things. That I've been working on and the things that I've learned over the last uh, 18 months, um, I think that at, at some stage that, and I trust that it will it will come mm. good. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm hoping and trusting that it's and optimistic actually that it, it will be the season. Um, I'm in a good headspace. Uh, technically, worked on a few things and it's it, things are working well. So, like I said, just very consistent um, in all formats. Very consistent in 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 the runs that I'm producing and. Yeah, just uh, um, just keep producing results for the team um, or, or runs for the team, so that we can uh, yeah keep winning trophies. I think people are gonna people people are gonna well the teams are gonna come for us this season, so we're gonna have to, to be um, 
yeah, we're gonna have to be right on the button from from ball one. Well, yeah, now you become the hunted, which is going to be quite cool to see. Um, and 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 also very good to see that you're wanting to improve on last year. Where I felt last year was a breakout season for you, because I think not a lot of people can say they scored 570, 69 runs in four day cricket in in the, in last season. Uh, well, in four day cricket in South Africa in a season. So um, improvements from there, Saro, we will all we gladly would want to see that for you. Because I think that yeah. will put you uh, up to there. There are a lot of openers in South Africa. That's one thing I think we're blessed with. But last season, yeah. you put yourself your hand up and you got there. Um, but my last question is, I'm going to take you back a couple of years. Uh, a tournament in Asia called the Hong Kong Sixers. Um, how was that and how did that come about? Oh, that was... i tell you what. I wish I could go every single year. I think, they, I don't, <laughs> I think we were the last team again. I mean, they... They didn't have it for how many years and then they had one where, which i was lucky enough to go to and then they haven't had it again for yeah they haven't had it again so mm. it's quite it's quite sad because i mean the support we got there the people are lovely the place is incredible um and it, it was so much fun uh, i must say it was it was one of the coolest funnest uh, weekends um of cricket i've had in a very long time it's you know, and we had a nice bunch of guys. Cashel was our coach, um, and he was chilled. Everyone was chilled. Everyone was just kind of like, go out and just enjoy it. And and that, that's what we did. It was it was a, a, a lot of fun with mates. Um, and, um, yeah, I'd love to go back. Or I'd love to, I don't know, maybe South Africa should start Have a similar out. tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's good. Uh, we'll do a South African fixes or something up here. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. And the, it um, does. It does. It in, the, um, in, the, in the bush in the Kruger National Park or, or something like that. Oh, that would be very oh, nice. Mm, that would be very nice. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Carl, I think we've reached the end of our of our interview. I just want to say thank you very much for joining us. Um, we wish you all the best for the new season. We'd like to see a lot more runs. Um, from you because I think you have a fan in all of us uh, here at One World Sports. Really, really love watching you bat and and seeing you come through because it's 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 your route isn't the most traditional route, but your your hard work is what's putting you up there, and that's what we we admire. So we want to say thank you very much and all the best for the future. I appreciate it, Paul. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks. Thank you very much, Saro. Right. We'll, we'll chat later. Just, uh, God bless and bye. Oh, Tim, what did you think? Well, before that, let us. Hi, everyone. I'm Denisha Devnarain, and you're watching the Full Quota podcast on One World Sports Radio. Tim, as we as we do promos now and everything else, yeah, yeah. Conversation. promos up the way. Um, yeah, that was good. Um, he's, he, he comes across as, as just, just as I expected, a calm, assured, quiet guy, but mm. but absolutely determined. He looks to me, he looks like a man who's absolutely determined to get that Proteus cap under the out of the way. He wants to m- make sure he can m- make a tell everybody that he, you know, d- deserves to get that 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 shot. Look, he's that was good. And as a Lion supporter, it hurts me um, that he's not necessarily playing up on the high felt, but really, really amazing guy. And yeah, really, really awesome. Uh, Tim, there's one last thing that you wanted to chat about. Um, some news out of Zimbabwe, Sean Irvine has retired. Um, what are your thoughts around that? He, he said quite a lot, uh, but just unpack it for us because I also have, a, have, a, have a, an, a, an opinion on yeah. this one as well. Okay, so um, the coach and the director of cricket, who is um, Helton Masakatsa, former player, um, a couple of weeks ago, they announced their squads to go to Sri Lanka, not Sri Lanka, Scotland and Ireland. And in their mm-hmm. squads, they dropped Brendan Taylor, Sikanda Raza from the T20 wow. squads in a decision where they said they were going to go through for youngsters. And I think that that precipitated 
a lot of unrest which had been building up before that within the um, senior players in particular. And, and, and what happened yesterday is Sean Williams, who is the test captain, and he basically has retired from cricket from Zimbabwe. And I have the quotes here. Mm -hmm. um, he says, uh, I can't see a way forward under the coach. Uh, the environment he has created in the team is bad. There is too much talking and backbiting, which could create mistrust. I will not back down from anyone. My concern, though, is for the future of the rest of the players. And if Zimbabwe cricket don't do something, more players will leave. So yeah, that, is, that a... is fair to say that that was a fairly big bombshell in Zimbabwe mm. cricket. And they've had a lot of bombshells in the last the 20 decade. years. Yes, but... yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just disappointing to, to hear about 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 what's happening in Zimbabwe because they were kind of turning the corner, you know. Yes, they didn't necessarily qualify for the World T20, but they were preparing themselves, um, getting games against the bigger nations, being able to travel. They were supposed to go to Ireland. I don't know if that's the tour that he's he's designed from. Um, and and things were looking up. They got a really really great uh, crop of talent. Um, the coal packs also now gone away. So therefore, there's a lot more Zimbabwean talent looking to international cricket. This just sets them back a little bit. And like what we spoke about on Tuesday, a lot of this information regarding team culture in the South African team. Um, is, is, is just not good to hear um, when you're wanting to take those forward steps going forward. Um, I just do hope that they, they actually they, they get Sean back to the table um, and, and try to figure out and do um, an investigation, just like how obviously CSA said they'll do an investigation into uh, Enoch's concerns around the team management and the team environment. Similar, you just want those things to come through. And you want someone who's got the players interested at heart. The thing about it is that I think World sport has moved from, I think the only sport in the world that's still very coach dependent is the NFL, but that's who Americans are. Whereas every sport in the world is now more about player power and player and player health. We talk about mental health, we talk about all of these things. And it's just really disappointing to see that, you know, some things are still, um, there's still that 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 that, that the team cultures that are not inclusive, that are not necessarily helpful towards the players, um, and yeah, we need to leave those back in the decades that they were hyped up about. You know, when coaches were the were the big men. When you when you when your team played, it was about the coach and how well good the coach was, rather than necessarily the players that you're putting on the field. So I'm 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 of that school of thought, and I think maybe Zimbabwe just needs to have a look back and 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 a reset a little and 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 then come back and look for guys who have Zimbabwe's cricket needs at heart. I think that's that country's missed ha, has not had many people who have had that. And you don't want to be losing those people or you don't want to be picking people who don't have that because that's just detrimental. It sets you back. Um and I, I, I don't like talking about certain people, but South Africa had at that situation um where people didn't have the 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 South African cricket's interest at heart and look at where South Africa is and you just don't want Zimbabwe to go back into that hole um because that's not good yeah i i absolutely agree um we've we've seen certain uh players from the from the youngsters from the under 19s move over to England and basically mm -hmm. say I want to play for England. There's no, they're not over there just to get a contract. They actually consciously have decided I want to play mm. for England because they know that their their chances in Zimbabwe are, are, are not being taken, not being, they're not being given chances. So it's 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 bad all around for Zimbabwe cricket. You just hope that they can somebody can come to the table and come come to an agreement because yeah, Zimbabwe and cricket. Zimbabwe cricket without those sorts of players, without a Brendan Taylor, yes, he might be a bit old now, but he still offers so much to that team. You see, when 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 he's out injured or Sean Williams is out, you see how they struggle. 
they still struggle without them. So but we hope to see yeah, a brighter future. We need to stop being ageist. And that's another, we'll probably have another conversation later on. We just need to stop being ageist. If Imran can play at 42 and still take wickets, if Jimmy Anderson can put India into a hole like he did yesterday at age 39, surely we need to let players tell us when they're ready to go, you know, instead of trying yeah. to push people out, which was used, which used to be done. You know, pushing people out without talking to them, pushing people out who've served the country. Yes, forms the yeah, that's fine with age. That's okay. Have conversations, but do not because I look at that, I'm like, wait, with the names you the guys you named, Sakandaraza, Brendan Taylor, who's Zimbabwe putting on the field that makes them competitive? Because those guys are still as good um as any Zimbabwean cricketer on the circuit or any of the youngsters on the circuit you just have to look at that Zimbabwe emerging tour to South Africa emerging tour to realize that there's actually a massive gap between yeah. that Zimbabwe that like the the, the the Zimbabwe national side and that emerging side and yes there were some guys who were like okay we see them they 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 they, they can make the step up but you you can't buy experience and in this game you need experience to carry you through large parts of things. This game's mental um, more than it is physical. And if the physical hasn't gone, and we're seeing a lot of sportsmen whose physical attributes still carry them into their into their early 40s, you go, you got to try and just uh, allow and and have that. And I think it, it, it comes down to communication. It comes down to um, being able to have those frank conversations if you need to, but also creating a fair and accommodating team environment. I am Mr. Team Environment. I want inclusive team environments. I'm willing to give people, like for instance, the Hashim Amla captaincy choice for South Africa. I love that because Hash looked to me like a listening captain, not a captain who gave orders like Graham Smith would, but he was more of a listening captain and he would take everybody's, it, it, it's a burden because you're listening to everyone. Um, <laughs> the leader. Um, but it, I loved it. I loved it. And to a certain extent, I love Favre's captain. I think to me, and everyone's going to take my cricketing cards away, I think one is the best captain we've had of South Africa. From a record's perspective, it's Graham Smith. That's fine. But for me, Faf, what how Faf led that team and how inclusive that team was, it kind of made me feel like, yeah, the, like everyone is at home. Everyone is great. We saw those pictures of Faf kissing Kahiso, jumping on top of Lungi. It was that type of environment. I was like, okay, we can actually create this and win cricket games. You don't have to be as ruthless like Australia or as like the Sarov Ganguly India team grated my soul because they were just, they, they tried to be ruthless and they tried to be exclusionary and to be bad boys. I'm like, you don't need to be bad boys to win games. We need to be fun, inclusive and be great this india team is skating on thin ice with virat Kohli, but i kind of love it because they are punching back but they're not they're i think they're a lot more open to um other people and other types of of players like a guy like ishan sharma wouldn't have made it in a syrup ganguly team but he makes it in this team and i like a guy like that you know um because ishan sharma's bounced bounced around yeah so for me inclusivity makes gives you the best options chances to win because you have you can you can create an environment, not just like being closed off and just trying to, you know, make the cricket team like it's your father's, I don't know, father's company. Um, but that's 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 just me. Um, but Tim, um, yeah, final words from you, and then we'll just close it out. Yeah, uh, as you say, I think the most important thing here is, is team environment. You can have brilliant players, but if the team environment isn't good enough, isn't 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 inclusive. They aren't all going in the same direction. Problems are going to happen. We had, mm. we've seen in our own, um, an own case from South Africa. We've had brilliant players. We've had moments of success, but there are now questions of whether the team environment was 100 percent um, together as one, and that's why perhaps we've been uh, falling short of. World Cups and the like, but um, well, look, I think bad boys team, team always... environment is crucial. Yeah, so team environment is just crucial. Just, it's it's absolutely vital it to a, to a successful team. That's, that's... It is, and I'm not. Yeah, look, I, I look at some of those Australian teams, and I'm like, 
I'm not so sure, but you guys got lucky at times, especially <laughs> when Alan Donald didn't know whether to what Kijima meant in 1990, which meant run instead of stay back in your crease. But we won't take everyone down that awkward path. Um, but thank you very much for listening to the Full Quota podcast. Myself and Tim, uh, thank you very much to Sardal Alvia. Wish you all the best um, in the new season and in Protea Colors. Um, going forward and yeah just everyone remember we'll be back so there's no rugby this weekend everyone's trying to find their way into a brisbane bubble and queensland will have rugby when the protests or when they when they get there it's going to be very early in the morning but we will wake up however we've got cricket from the second of of of, of september and i think next week tuesday with the sa uh, south african women's team in the caribbean they've landed in antigua they currently are in quarantine they are going to come out they are going to play cricket against the West Indies. They're preparing for the World Cup, so we're going to be supporting them here on One World Sports Radio. Remember, we broadcast, I think in 2019, we broadcast the Pakistan tour of South Africa here, and it was such a great success on One World Sports Radio. So we're continuing that. We've also followed that women's team throughout, I think it was the 2017 um, World Cup in the Caribbean, the T20 World Cup, and also the T20 World Cup last year. We broadcast all the games, and so we're just following on from the women's tour um, with the women's team early. Uh, but then the Proteas men start their ODIs on the 2nd of September. That's going to be quite an interesting one. They're also in Colombo right now in quarantine. They've all tested negative for their COVID test. So it's good to go for that team. And we'll be broadcasting them live here on One World Sports Radio. Remember to find out when next we go live. It is. Wait. We need, wait. You, can like uh, this video. you can subscribe to our channel. But then the most important thing is that notification button so you can know whenever we go live because we are going to go live next week multiple times with lots of other podcasts and lots of other content. But most importantly, it's those live games you don't want to miss. Join us. We're a community. Send us your messages, tweets, whatever it is, and we will have you going. Um, yeah, that's what it is. One World Sports Radio. Thank you very much, Tim. Have a good afternoon, good evening, and most importantly, Nesale Kakahiso.